0: Hello, you're listening to Spirit Life Teachings with T. Jason Price, founder of Power for Freedom Ministries. Check out full sermons, encouraging words, and more on our YouTube channel, Facebook page, and website, all linked in our show notes. Now, here's T. Jason Price. All right, so we're going to pray and get started. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your word. We ask you, Lord, that you would reach deep into our hearts, into the hidden places of our heart tonight, that you would bring healing and deliverance. Open our eyes, open our ears. Let us see and hear what you're doing. Father, we ask that we would uh, grow and mature, not just in this year, but Father, for the rest of our time here. Let it start now. Let it start today. Let it start right here uh, in our life. We make that commitment to you that this is going to be a year we change, that we start to grow and mature, that we really pursue you. Father, we pray and, and know that you will meet us in that, and your word will guide us, your Holy Spirit will direct us and lead us, and Father, we thank you for your faithfulness in all that you do for us. In Jesus' name, amen, amen, amen. All right, I see Leah, uh, and a couple more of you, and as we, uh, I'll check back on there in a minute or two, but turn me to James chapter 4. As we get into scripture tonight, it's the same one we used last week. And we're going to talk about resisting the enemy. And we're going to talk about a different part. If you remember last week, we talked about submission and how we have to submit to God, how he resists pride and the proud, and he gives grace and he gives even more grace, greater grace to those that submit to the Lord. And So tonight we want to talk about how to resist them and the different things we can do to resist them. So James chapter 4, verse 6, he gives a greater grace, therefore it says, God is opposed to the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Be subject, therefore, to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. All right. So, we're going to talk about the resisting part, the fleeing part, resisting part. And I want you to turn to me to let's go to Ephesians. Pretty sure you guys are familiar with this. Turn me to Ephesians chapter six. Uh, And I want to write a little note here uh, for myself not to forget Ephesians chapter six. Verse. Let's go to verse ten. Let's start in verse ten. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the might of His strength. Verse eleven. Put on the full armor of God, so you might be able to stand firm against the schemes of the devil. For our struggles not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the world force of darkness, against the spiritual force of wickedness in heavenly places. Now that is a lot right there. Okay. But one of the first things that we do when we start resisting the enemies, we submit God response to that. Uh, and then we need to start going into spiritual warfare. We actually have to start uh, embracing the fact that we have an enemy. And there's a lot of Christians who don't want to talk about that we have an enemy. We have a real enemy. Uh, he's defeated, but he's not dumb. And there's a difference. Right? He's been around for a long time. But one of the things that is not our enemy is flesh and blood. We're not against each other. and You're also not against yourself. And that's important to remember that you also are flesh and blood. So we're not fighting each other, It's very easy to fight each other and get mad at each other and blame each other and, you know, point a finger and this and that. But we're not fighting people, okay? What we are fighting is rulers, authorities, world force of darkness against the spiritual force of wickedness in the heavenly places. So there is a list here of enemies that we fight. And we have to understand we are in a fight. So in order to resist something, you have to acknowledge that there's something to resist. We have to first take a... You know, a deep breath and look with an honesty and say to ourselves: you know, there is forces outside of what we can see in the natural that are real. They're real spiritual forces against Christians, against the whole world. And if you're not a believer, you just don't recognize these. And if you don't uh, recognize them, you won't pursue fighting them or resisting in the correct way. And nothing's really going to ever work out in the sense of how it should work out because there's an enemy who pretty much has free reign over a lot of Christians because they refuse to acknowledge we are in a war. We we have an enemy who's looking for someone to devour. He's got fiery darts of the enemy trying to get us. And we want to make sure that we really take scripture to heart. And I know if you listen to me, any amount of teaching, I tell you all the time, we read the Bible. We have to read it as it's truth. We have to read it as this is really the word of God, as, as, Not just something that's a suggestion or an idea. But this is the word of God. This is the Lord telling us that our struggle is not against flesh and blood. It's not a suggestion. This is the word of God. This is truth. What he is telling us is that it is against. So we do have something that's against. Authorities. Against the world forces of darkness. Against spiritual forces of wickedness in the heavenly places. God doesn't tell us that we have no enemy. God does tell us that we have an enemy who we are fighting against, what our enemy, uh, as far as where their location and what they do. We get into all these, it's a a great teaching, uh, but what the world forces of darkness and spiritual forces of wickedness and heavenly places and like all these things, we need to learn how and where and the whys and all that so we can effectively resist them and fight against them. But we also have to understand it is real, it is happening. In the spiritual realm, the supernatural realm, is more real than the natural realm. It's What we see here is temporal. All this stuff is temporal. I'm temporal. All this stuff, it's not lasting forever. But what is, is a spiritual part of who I am, the spiritual part of you. We'll, we will live. We will be somewhere forever, Lord willing, with all of our prayers and, and hopes for all those out there. They'll be in heaven with the Lord. That's our prayer and our hope. That's the, the good news. We understand that there's a battle for that. There's also a battle for your call. There's a battle for you to be used or not. The opposition you have in your life, it's not so much so you you know, don't I don't sound like I'm being uh, rude or anything, but not so you don't get out of bed and go to church or these different things. It's so you don't use your cause, so you don't build a kingdom. And why is that important? Because kingdom building is where we are advancing the kingdom of God. And I know the Lord is. I know that he's behind all this. But we have responsibility while we're here and while we're alive. We have responsibility to do our part that the Lord has gifted us in. And it is a gift. It is a privilege to do anything in the kingdom of God. It is a privilege. And so we want to make sure we keep it an honor, a privilege in our life, and take that responsibility. If the Lord has given you a gift, which I believe everyone has a gift, same spirit, different diversities or different functions of those gifts. But if you have a gift, be faithful in it. Be uh, dedicated to it. Pursue it. Actually put your life into it, whether it's preaching to a million people or preaching to one, helping with the kids. If it's evangelistic prophetic apostolic there's it's not a ranking in what is important but what is in the sense of our obedience individually to our calling and that's what the enemy is after he's after us in our kingdom building because as we build the kingdom and as we advance it in our generations more and more truth gets revealed and more and more people come into it and as that happens the kingdom organically grows and as it's growing, we will grow in authority, we will grow in influence in our countries, we will grow in influence in our schools, we will grow in influence in every aspect of life. And if you've noticed, it seems like we've we've grew backwards. In other words, it looks like we've lost influence in our, our nation, our government, our schools. It seems like we're going the wrong direction. And there's a lot of prophets out there saying, hey, uh, this is a year of a shaking, this is a year of things coming, this is a year where God is going to bring structure and restoration back. And I believe, and I think we all can see, and 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 maybe you're not seeing it spiritually, but I think with our natural eyes as well, we can see something has to happen. I mean, uh, something, there's got to be a shifting, a change in our mindset as Christians. And one of the things where we start with is resisting the enemy, as we talked last week in submission. The next part is we have to understand there is an enemy. There is a real enemy. It's not people. People aren't your enemy. It's these authorities and rulers, uh, darkness and spiritual forces. And once you grasp that, and once you can understand and really accept the fact that we have an enemy, uh, we can move on to, we need to take up the full armor of God. Now, I know you've heard this before, if you've been a Christian for any amount of time, you've heard about the Ephesians armor of God, and we have to wear all the armor of God, uh, and we are to take up the full armor of God. In verse 13, you'll be able to resist in the evil day, having done everything to stand firm. We need to stand firm, but the way we stand firm is having the armor of God. So resisting the enemy is standing against them, but it's not standing there unequipped or naked, you could say. It's standing there dressed, clothed in the armor of God, equipped for the purpose of resisting. If you're not equipped, if you're not clothed in that armor, resisting is not going to be favorable for you. We have to have that resisting armor that God gives us in order to do that. Now, why submission connected to this? Well, think about it. If you don't submit to God and wear the armor that God has provided for us, you won't submit. So we have to submit to God to get the armor, to wear the armor, to submit, to be able to resist, right? Follow the process. So we submit to God. And as we submit to God, we take his armor and we get rid of our pride and we say, okay, I'm going to resist the enemy in the armor of God, right? In what he has provided, not in my knowledge, not in... You know, whatever I think I need to do, but in the armor of God that he has provided against an enemy that he has listed, and there's more place in our Bible where he names the enemy in different ways that he functions. And so we have, uh, you know, this knowledge inside of us that we need to put to practice. We need to start using it. And so I want all of you to stand and resist the enemy, but I want you to stand firm having. In other words, this is part of a condition. Stand firm, therefore, having girded your loins with truth. We want truth in our life. We want the breastplate of righteousness. We want to be righteous because of Christ. Having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace, you've got to have a peaceful time. In addition, all having taken up the shield of faith, which will be able to extinguish all the flaming, not some, all the flaming arrows of the evil one, and also receive the helmet of salvation and the sword of spirit, which is the word of God. And that's a lot. We don't have time to get into them all tonight. We'll talk about a little bit of this, but more of the practical part of it, instead of defining each one of his armors. Uh, because if you've never taken the time to learn about the armor, you've never taken it, broke it down, and actually uh, applied it into your life and saw the, I say the necessity, because it is absolutely necessity to know these things about the armor of God. Because without the armor, we can't resist. And if we're not resisting, the enemy won't flee. So I meet people that have problems demonically in their life, and it won't go away. Uh, and we can't rebuke uh, everything. In fact, in the New Testament, we're told to resist the enemy, and in Jude, we're told that uh, when Michael and Satan were disputing over the body of Moses, he said, "The Lord rebuke you." Like the Lord, he said, "The Lord rebuke you." So, we want to make sure that we are doing what we're told to do before we get into the part of rebuking in Jesus' name and doing things like that, as far as deliverance ministry and uh, bringing a blessing in the body. Uh, And outside the body and bringing freedom into people's lives and, you know, explaining the whole thing about Christians and demons. And we've done so many teachings on that. We're not going to get into it tonight. Uh, But we, we want to make sure we are in a good spot. We want to make sure we are in a healthy spot to be able to do this. So we want to learn to stand in all the armor. We submit to God and say, yep, I don't know how to do it. We put on the full armor of God. We study the armor of God. We learn what the helmet is. We learn what the breastplate is. We learn how to gird our loins and then we stand. And we stand against an enemy that's real. We don't stand against people. Uh, we don't stand with gossip and slander and all these things. We don't make a, a battle out of what someone commented on Facebook. And I think last week uh, when I said that, there actually was a comment on there. And we just love people and keep moving forward. And we, we learn that our weapons of warfare are real, that they actually work. The helmet of salvation will keep your mind sound. It'll keep fear from flooding in, anxiety attacks. It'll stop uh, all kind of mental attacks. But you've got to understand that helmet of salvation and being righteous, the breastplate of righteousness. It'll it'll protect your emotions and your heart. And it'll protect the things that can try to get into you and bring in destruction in the ways of just tearing you to pieces and wearing you down because you are righteous in Christ Jesus. And we could go into the peace and, and the armor and the sword and the you know. We want to make sure that as we are pursuing in the kingdom and we're pursuing in our spiritual life and as we're growing with God, we don't skip any steps along the way. We don't say, well, I'm going to watch a video on, I don't know, something college level. If there is such a thing of ministry and I'm still learning about uh, the simple parts of just understanding God in prayer. We don't want to skip anything. We want to make sure we go through the process and we quote verses We don't want to just quote them to sound like we're quoting them. We want to have understanding. We want to know what we're saying. So when we're saying the helmet of salvation, do we understand that? Do we understand the flaming darts of the enemy uh, and how the shield of faith will extinguish them? And why he shoots flaming darts and or flaming arrows? And why is it described in verse 16 as flaming arrows? And how does a shield of faith and what is a shield of faith? And how is faith your shield? And it's one thing to, to tell the enemy Ephesians 6, 16, you know, I'm going to fight you with the shield of faith, and I'm going to extinguish all the flaming arrows of the enemy, right? It's another thing to understand why you're saying that verse to him, or to hold up the shield, but to understand what that shield consists of, what's making that shield, and why it has the ability and the power and the authority for those spiritual uh, flaming arrows that hit and fall off you. With the helmet of salvation, the same thing, the sword of spirit, which is the word of God. And maybe when you're saying the word of God, it's not like a sword to you. But if the word of God became a sword to you and you're using it along with your shield and your helmet and your, your loins are girded up and the feet are on preparation of peace and, and you're, you're moving f- forward in kingdom battles and you know resisting the enemy, that these things start to become alive to you and become real to you. And you start to see where you're not just always running away. You're not just standing there doing nothing. Standing is an act. Standing is a a showing of you're not moving, a showing of I know who I am in the Lord. I know of whose I am. I know the authority I have as a believer. I'm not going anywhere. The Lord has called me to the land. I'm going to take the land. Not out of a, an arrogance, out of a submission to my king called me to take this land. I have this armor. I'm going to take the land. It's not a... And arrogance, it is a I, obedient servant to God. He told me to take the land, I'm taking the land. And these are the armor, the tools in which He gave me. We want understanding in them. We want to make sure that we're not taking hearsay from someone else. We want biblical understanding. We want to have this deep inside of us, so grounded in fact that when you're, you know, if you would be shaken by the enemy or pushed around, uh, that you don't change your beliefs, right? You don't go to one church and believe this and our church and believe that. One teaching, you believe this. One teaching, you believe that. You have a thing called truth. And truth doesn't change regardless of the audience or regardless of where you go. There's got to become a part in us where this Bible, the Word of God, the truth of the Lord, becomes so needed, necessity of food in our life. It becomes more important than prophecy than deliverance than healing, than signs, wonders, miracles, and all that stuff. And I'm not saying it's not important. It is important. This is where we get our instructions from. This is where we get our knowing, our understanding in it. The Holy Spirit brings understanding and and takes these words and they come alive in us. And tonight, if you're resisting the enemy, I want you to know how you're resisting them. I want you to know you're standing there in armor of God. I want you to know you're standing there uh, with your helmet when the thoughts come or with the sword of spirit. Uh, and, And I want you to have the shield of faith and I want you to understand and have peace in your life while you're doing this, and you're the righteousness of Christ Jesus. To stand there and resist it, knowing, knowing these truths about God, having your heart right in submission, right in understanding it, and believing that what God called you to, he's going to take you through. And understanding we have an enemy, but it's not the people around you. It's not, you don't have to put all your energy into this stuff. You put it into where it matters, into God, knowing God, the Holy Spirit, experiencing. More of his presence, having Jesus become alive and manifest in your life, and when he seems, you know, happier in life, you you stand there because you you know how to resist. You know how to resist because you you heard a teaching on it. You know how to resist because you understand the principle. You understand the armor. You understand the reason why the enemy will flee from you because all of his weapons are uh, they're they're kind of. I don't know how to say it without using like an example of a like a toy weapon against a real weapon. Okay, like his weapons can't do any damage to your armor, to the Ephesians armor of God. It's like throwing a kid's toy dart at you, right? And you're in real military armor, and he's got like a um, I don't want to say the name, I don't get kicked off here, but when a name brand foam guns that shoot, you know what I mean, that kids use. That's what it would be like. And after a while, he's going to resist you because. There's no, there's no advancing. He doesn't resist you because you're so great or because of all that you've done. He resists you because of how great God is because you're using, if you notice here, you're using God's weapons, not yours, God's weapons. So when he challenges you, he's challenging against God's weapons, regardless of who's standing inside those weapons. Does that make sense? He's not attacking a person in him because he has to get through the armor first to get to the person. He's attacking the armor, and the armor is God's. And we know that the enemy cannot penetrate through anything that is of the Lord. He, he can't advance his kingdom into the kingdom of God. It will never happen. He doesn't have the authority. He doesn't have the power. He doesn't have the ability. So when you're standing there in God's armor, he can't advance against it. He has to. He has to flee. He has to be, as you resist him, he has to flee because his armor that he has, is unable to penetrate the armor of God. His weapons are unable to penetrate the weapons of our warfare, the weapons of Jesus in our life, right, of the spirit of God in our life. So he's fighting against this armor. You simply are a vessel standing in it. I mean, think about it this way. You're you're inside his armor. The enemy, he can only see a little bit of you because you have a helmet on and you got a shield and a breastplate and you're all dressed up. you got a, a flaming sword and, you know, you're standing there. And he's coming against that, not you, against the armor, okay? Now, you happen to be his target because he wants to get at you to get to your gifting and your calling and and destroy the works of God in your life. That's what he wants to do. The enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. And Jesus came to give life and give life more abundantly. So he wants to come and destroy everything you're doing and, and pull that from you, while Jesus wants to give you life and give you life more abundantly. And he knows we have an enemy, he tells us right here. And he knows what armor we need to be able to resist, having done all to stand. So we want to make sure that as we're going into war, as we're resisting the enemy, and you should call it a war because it is. Resisting the enemy is where you are under attack, and he's he's, he's looking for someone to devour. He found you. He's trying to devour you. And you now have, have suited up. My recommendation is don't ever take it off. But you're suited up in armor, and you're standing there, and you are... Your planet, right? You're on your feet. You're standing. It is resist the enemy. Time you are resisting the enemy, and he starts attacking your your helmet. Well, he can't win, and he starts throwing fiery darts at you. It's like little kid toys bouncing off you. It can't go through your shield. He tries to move your piece from you, and he can't get your feet to get unbalanced. He tries to uh, come against the loins, but your your truth is too strong. You're not you're not going to move against his lies, right? And so we start to see how the armor and these different things that God has given us and start coming together. And we said the enemy just gets worn out. Like he's just, there's no point. He'll come back as a, at a more opportune time. In other words, he'll leave and say, there is no advancing through this armor. Now advancing through you and me, yes. Regardless of the teachings we hear on authority of a believer, the authority of a believer is because of who we believe in, Jesus Christ, of who lives in us. That's where our authority is. We are not the thing he's scared of. He is scared of what we believe, what what we have living in us, right? Our born again, baptism of the Holy Spirit, believing, anointing power that resides in us through Jesus Christ. That is what makes us a weapon of war, spiritually speaking. Not who we are, but of whose we are. Big difference, right? And we got to remember that. Because when you go into warfare, it's not about you. It's about who you are of, right? That Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. You're born again. The Holy Spirit's in you. That's what makes you victorious. So the enemy's coming at you, gave you an example, and you're falling apart. So you're going to talk yourself into it and say, I'm going to make it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to, no, oh, you're not. You're going to You're gonna end up getting your lunch ate and get ran over. What's going to work is you put that helmet on. You put that shield on. You you grab that sword, the feet, uh, the breastplate, the loins. You gird yourself up. And you stand there, and you say, I'm not moving. I've, I'm standing in the armor of God. Now, inside an armor of God, in my life, I have had where I've been nervous, okay, where I thought those fiery darts are too big. They're going to get through this shield of faith. I thought maybe uh, the helmet of salvation is not quite big enough, and he's going to get to my mind and my thoughts. But he didn't, because the Lord does not give you a spirit of fear, but a peace, power, love, a sound mind, right? We are, we are not in this position, Power, love, and a sound mind. Oh, even when I say it, it just remind. It's, it's just my life verse. I remember it, uh, forever because that's where the enemy would try to attack me. I mean, among other areas, but that's one of the areas that he would try. And sometimes in the armor, just to be honest with you, I, I would be shaking. I'd be nervous. I'd say, I, you know, this is this is the this is a test. Uh, this is a, a a test of standing in this armor. It was scary sometimes, but the armor never failed because the armor can't fail. Because the armor is found in Christ. The armor is found in the work of Jesus. It's found in the anointing. It's found through uh, the understanding of the Holy Spirit. It's a gift given from the Father. The armor can't fail. We can fail. Our heart can grow weary, and we may even grow faint, but we will not fail. We have to keep going and persist and run into it and, and not ever get the idea that it's in our strength or our ability. We rest in the fact that our king provide us armor suited for battle. He provide us the armor suited for the enemies in which he tells us we have. He didn't leave anything out. We don't need any extra, right? We don't need any less. We don't need any more. We have exactly what we need to be victorious in the enemy that's come against us because God knows who's coming and he tells us. It's not people. It is these authorities and rulers and things. So God made armor that protects against every one, there's a text. You, you know, wrap your thoughts around this for a minute. There's nothing the enemy can do to you that the armor of God is not equipped to defend. And it's more than just defend it. The armor of God is equipped to defend it and bring victory in your life through it. Think about that. There's nothing that God left out. In other words, the enemy hasn't thought of something all this time like, oh, there's a, there's a little gap in the armor. I can slide this through. There is no gap in the armor. Everything that needs to be covered is covered. Everything that needs to be covered is covered. So we can stand there confidently. we got to stand there. Can't turn around and run. We can stand there confidently knowing there's nothing out there spiritually, or earthly, but nothing out there spiritually that has the ability, the authority, the wisdom, or might, or force, anything to find a crack in the armor of God. It's impossible. So therefore, any saint, who is fully dressed with understanding, knowledge, and application of the armor of God, cannot be defeated. You cannot be defeated, not because of how great we are, but because of how great the armor of God is. Right? always got to take ourselves out of the picture because when we put ourselves in it, we are prone to free will. We're prone to, uh, you know, saying one thing, doing another. We're human. We're, we're we're all over the place. Even if we're grounded, we're still all over the place. When we take the battle out of the ability of us and put it into the hands of God solely, in other words, completely into his ability of what he has prepared for us, then it is impossible for what God has prepared to be our armor for us to stand to not be effective in our standing. It is impossible for that armor to not be effective in anything the enemy throws you, because it is God's design of how a child of God stands in these battles and resists the enemy. That's spiritual warfare. And if you uh, keep reading, we we don't have time tonight. If you remind me, maybe we'll get into it. Uh, But praying all the time, pray with all prayer, petition in the spirit. And to this end, be alert with uh, perseverance, petition for all the saints and we, we keep going down and we read about how this applies and how God is just bringing uh, this purpose of incorruptible love into our life through all these victories and things that are happening. And you step back and you say, okay, I submit to God. He resists the proud, but he gives greater grace to those who submit to him. I say, okay, I need the armor. I put it on. And now my understanding and my mindset, not because you heard a teaching once or twice in your life, but you really, you really grabbed it. You really dove in and, Grab the truth of the armor of God and you're standing there, and the enemy's coming at you. And maybe there's a, it seems like, you know, all of hell is released on you. And, you know, maybe your knee's shaking. Maybe, you know, and I know what people preach. It's like, oh, if you doubt it all, if you do this or that. Listen, doubting Thomas doubted and it didn't take away that Jesus still revealed himself to him. Okay. Uh, Moses didn't make it a promised land, but God still chose for him. And Elijah appeared to Jesus. He was still, we know he made it in. Elijah ran and hid in a cave. Peter denied God. We can go, David messed up. We can go on and on and on. We're not disqualified for humanity. We're disqualified for disobedience. When we don't listen, when we intentionally, now Moses, you can say intentionally, he was angry. He got angry, a human emotion. We we disqualify ourselves from God when we get in such disobedience and rebellion and pride that we reject God. God's full of mercy and grace. Look at Jonah. Look at everyone in your Bible. Samson, everybody, everyone in your Bible that needed God's hand when they need them, when they were weakened down. God did not reject them. God picked them up. So if you're in your armor tonight and you feel like, man, I'm, you know, I'm a little nervous. I'm a little anxious. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. Don't think that makes the enemy run through you. Your understanding or your ability to fully grasp the armor of God does not take away the power of the armor of God. It may take away the effectiveness of the armor of God in your life, but it does not take away the power of the armor of God. We do not possess the power to take the power out of the name of Jesus, out of his anointing, out of the Holy Spirit, out of God's word, out of the armor of God. And I can go on and on and on, whether you believe it, whether or not, it doesn't change its power that it has through the Father. It will, however, change and affect its effectiveness in our life, but it cannot change what is God's uh, ordained purpose for it. Does that make sense? We don't have that power. What God has said and what God has done, no man, no one can change. So our ability to stand there shaking may make the armor, you know, not as effective but there is nothing wrong with the armor. It's never God who is, who is failing or being uh, the part that's letting down. We need to grow. And that's why I said understanding what you believe. You need to have understanding. You need to have more than just the Bible verse surface understanding. You've got to get in the word. You've got to pursue it. you got to get under strong, grounded, biblical teachers that believe in all the Bible. Uh, it's not charismatic to believe in the gifts of the Bible. It's biblical, right? It's biblical. You're not charismatic to believe in the armor of God. You're biblical. There's nothing wrong with these. If you don't have a good church, uh, we currently plant one in Windsor, Victory Global. Check it out on the website. Uh, if you're not in the area, we know churches around. If you still can, we'll help you up, and you can always join us live stream. Uh, and one of the things the Lord has been putting on my heart for this year is to do more of these kind of videos. So uh, you'll be seeing more of my lovely face and hearing my voice in this upcoming year. Because, you know, we've, as a ministry, you know, our heart is to see you pursue God. The prophetic part of our ministry is to see the potential that God has given you. No man gave it to you. God gave it to you. We want to be a part of seeing that released and bring forth and and move into action that God has called you. We want to see the captives go free. I'm sure we have a lot of the same views as every ministry out there working for God. We want to do kingdom work. Our anointing or the mantle over our ministry may be more in a prophetic, apostolic part, but it doesn't change the fact we're kingdom builders and moving forward. Same as those with a pastoral heart or evangelistic heart. We're on the same team to do the same thing. Build the kingdom of God. Advance the kingdom with the truth and the power, and the anointing of Jesus in our life. And this is just one very small part, but important part of how to live a spirit life. So I want to keep going, but I'm running out of time here. We'll pick it up maybe next week. Send me some emails or some texts or comments if you want to pick it up, uh, and we'll get deeper and deeper into it. Uh, This is a part of our walk in resisting the enemy that will change your life. It won't just kind of. It will absolutely change your life. When you understand that you're inside the armor of God, and all your thoughts and all your actions and everything have to come through that and everything the enemy does has to come through it as well. You'll start to get a lot more confident, a lot more boldness, a lot more appreciative, a lot more humble, a lot more submissive. And you will understand that man, when I am weak, his strength is perfected. As I fall apart, he lifts me up, right? As I've I've realized the least and less that I am, and how I know nothing compared to the greatness of him. He keeps being exalted in your life. And you start talking about Jesus different, and talk about the Holy Spirit different, and promoting Him over everything and everyone, and yourself included. I am I am filthy rags to Him. He used a donkey. He can he can use a fire. He can use a flood. He can do whatever. I'm just simply a vessel, a servant of God, just a a blessed individual to have any small small part in the kingdom of God. That should be your attitude. You should be thankful and happy and appreciative and with an honor. And then you should do your your work and your diligence of scripture and studying and understanding these things that we like to make Facebook comments about and cute little memes and all this stuff. There's power in this. It's the word of God. We start making it just a Facebook comment or a cute little meme or we make it, you know, seem like it's just a witty thing we say or I understand it, but there needs to be a reverence to the word of God. It is the living word of God. It is what will help you to become who God's called you to be. And I promise you, I guarantee you, you will never go wrong believing, standing, proclaiming the word of God it is impossible. Now, I am what you would consider charismatic. I believe in speaking in tongues, signs and wonders, healing, deliverance. I believe the Lord has called me a very strong prophetic gift. Some would say a prophet, apostle. I've been called all different kinds of things. Titles, it's not important, but here's what I know. Nothing outweighs the Word of God. Nothing. Nothing is more important than the Word of God. This is our life. This is our our breath of God in us. This is our grounding, firm foundation. The Holy Spirit brings us to memory, and so we need the, the Logos and the Ramus Word of God. We, we need the Rhema, we need the Logos, we need all this in our life. We need every aspect of it. But I'm telling you, get understanding. Learn this principle, of the armor of God, and you will, not because of how great you are, but you will resist the enemy and he will flee because the armor of God cannot fail. It cannot fail. It cannot be defeated. So I hope this blessed you. Uh, again, if you want to hear more of it, uh, put it in the comments or text the ministry, send us an email, give us a call. And, uh, we'll, we'll keep going farther in it. We want to encourage you this year, let this be a year that you you, uh, you put your foot down, right, that you make that stand for God, that this is the year, all the excuses and all the stuff, you know what, you, you had to run with the world, give it up. Let this be the year of God from here on out. You know, give him everything you can for a month, two months, three months, six months, and I promise you, by the end of that period, you'll be so in love and so on fire for him that everything else will lose interest. It won't be because you'll make yourself, it won't be because... You'll say, I'm forcing it. It'll be because the love of God, uh, the understanding of kingdom, the anointing, the authority, all these things that God's given us, it, it'll it'll move you to kingdom building. And that's really what all this is about. It's having an honor and a privilege to work for God. Oh, so, if you've been watching on Facebook tonight, I see some of your comments. Uh, Sherry and Aaron, there's a couple of you, and Angie and uh, Alicia, I can't read all of you here, but uh, I hope to have time and uh, look back or at these and read them, and I appreciate it. And we want you to comment, let us know you're watching from, share the video to your friends and family, listen to it a couple times. If you have questions, reach out. We don't mind uh, getting back to you. And if you're on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, comment there. And if you're on a podcast, subscribe to that, pass it around, and share it with your friends. And uh, we appreciate all your help with our social media and growing, and also with your partnering with the ministry with prayer and financial. And if you want information on that, go to pffministries.org, go to the partner page or donate page, uh, and you can support us there with prayer or finances. And, you know, to me, they're both as important. We need uh, both of them as a ministry. So God bless all of you who are supporting us in those arenas. I want to pray with you about this. And uh, listen, be encouraged. The word of God is true and his promises cannot return void. They cannot we have this promise of the armor of God, this promise to stand on truth, and it doesn't make you less charismatic to be grounded. It doesn't make you less charismatic to value the Word of God. In fact, it makes you more, because we want to be biblically grounded. So call yourself a biblically grounded, charismatic, Bible-believing, gift-believing, Holy Spirit-filled, born again, full of authority, might, and power, and anointing child of God. If you need a big, long title, get yourself a big, long title, but you read the Word of God and... You pursue truth as you move into gifts and the signs and the wonders. and you know As far as what you put in front of your name, put your name there. Titles just can get in the way in the beginning. Don't worry about what you want to be. Just be what God's called you to be and learn how to be victorious so when you're building a kingdom, you can help others. Amen? Amen. Father, we thank you for tonight. We thank you for your word. We thank you for your truth. We thank you for... Uh, your guidance in this as you open up our understanding, as you help us learn that the armor of God, you help us learn how to stand in it, that, Lord, you would help all of us just develop in us a heart for the things that you value, the heart for the things that are important to you, a heart for the things, God, that you want in our life. We ask that you open our eyes and our ears and let this become alive and real to us tonight, that we wouldn't waver, that we wouldn't Move to the right or left. We will stand strong in you. Father, we love you. In Jesus' name, I got to grab a drink real quick. Amen, amen, amen. Apologize. Sorry for that. But uh, amen, amen. And listen, again, thank you for your support and watching the videos and uh, passing them around and sharing them with your friends. You know what I mean, passing around. And go to our website, pffministries.org, and find out everything you need to know right there. God bless, God bless, God bless. We hope you enjoyed this episode of PFFM Spirit Life Teachings. If you have any questions or comments, need prayer, or just want to reach out, please call or text 717-537-PFFM or email us at info at God bless.